Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of March 6, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, we have a ton of that this week. We've got new Ninja Turtles, we got new Super Mario Bros. trailers, we got all sorts of other news to dive into. But uh, we have to kick things off with some sad news this week. Uh, Tom Sizemore passed away last week. I think like literally, I think literally right after we recorded last week, uh, next day we found out that he had passed away. Uh, yeah, we freaking, all knew he wasn't doing too well. Well, he, he had a brain aneurysm. I think like. Like a couple, like a week or two before he passed away, and then there's like, basically the reports were like, there's no, <laughs> the doctors were like, there's no hope of him recovering. So it's, it was, they the, took him off life support. Sad. But I mean, character acting legend, um, especially like his run in, like from like the mid '90s to like 2000s or like early 2000s is like insane. Like, you got Saving Private Ryan, you got Black Hawk Down, you've got uh, Heat, you got, uh, like, Strange Days, you got Natural Born Killers, you got True Romance, I mean... Yeah, and the thing is, like, he didn't play Tom Sizemore in all those roles consist- consecutively. Yeah. Well, they're, they're very similar, like, he was always, like, he was, like, you know, like, you're, like stereotypical like like you know tough guy muscle kind of friend a lot of those mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh i like him in bringing out the dead he's mm-hmm. like the strung out uh emt ambulance driver yeah i mean if, if you like if you go back to like like like, like 89, 89 to like like 2000 2002, like, 2003, like, that's, like, an insane, like, he's, he's in so many, like, amazing movies, and, like, he worked with, like, Scorsese, Spielberg, Oliver Stone, Michael Mann, like, all yeah, the, I give like, that, I give that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just kind of forgot, yeah, between that era, like, of the start of the 90s to just, like, new metal, like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's yeah. what I kind of think of, like, the, 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 that decade. Um, really crazy. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of like him in roles that are, like, if you need a tough, dumb guy, he was good in it, too. Like, uh, I actually liked him in Big Trouble. Did you ever see that one? I mean, forever ago, yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, really good. Like, he, I'm really shocked he wasn't in more, like, comedies like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I forgot until I, I saw, like, I think Rockstar t- tweeted out or put it on Facebook, like, he was uh, Sonny Ferrelli in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah. Yeah. Like, something he didn't talk about. He's like, he was in it, and then just kind of like, all right. He was also in that really bad Company of Heroes movie that people forgot was a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always keeps constantly, like, reminding myself that they made a movie off that. Like, somehow they made a movie. Yeah. And it flew right under the radar. But yeah, I mean, like, 
Saint Pride Ryan, great. Like Black Hawk Down, great. Uh, Heat's Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, not. <laughs> Of, of, of the three uh, war movies, that's probably the lesser of the of the, of the no, three. No, four. But... He was also in uh, Company of Heroes. You, you just forgot. Yeah. I just said it and you forgot. I mean, I, I think he was in some other ones later on too, like some other like maybe like cheaper <laughs> war movies, um, like some like. Uh... Oh, we're talking about like blockbuster war movies. Yeah, top three. We were talking about like war movies where he's just somehow like a military person. So yeah. many. Mm-hmm. So many. I think what ever since he was in Saving Private Ryan, they're like, that's it. Like you're just gonna be in. Uh, we want you. You became an archetype in a war movie. You have the grizzled like you're, you're, you're the, t- the you're like the, the, the tough like the tough sergeant like the second yeah the band. tough sergeant like, yeah. And that's why it's like kind of weird sometimes when he's not the tough sergeant in a role that should be the tough sergeant. Mm-hmm. Oh, Passenger Fifty Seven, another another uh, great movie. He's just like the sidekick in that one, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think he was like on he he was like Wesley Snipes like guy on the ground of like, oh hey, what's going on up there? Like, how's, how are things going up there? I'm, I'm on the ground. Just watching you guys. There, there. Do what you need to do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, our RIP Tom Sizemore. Go go check out some of those, especially like that, that like, any any of those like nine like mid like early nineties to like early two thousands. Like pretty much any of those are like a great watch again. Point Break, he was uncredited in. Like yeah, just any like True Romance, like all all those all those uh, movies he was in. So moving on to other news, uh, probably the biggest thing that happened this week was uh, we got the first trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, which is the new uh, Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen uh, produced movie, and Seth Rogen is also going to co-star as Bebop. And uh, yeah, to- rebooting it, rebooting Turtles again, um, going back to the beginning, like it's the it's the tur- tur- turtles are teenagers, they're like experiencing the surfing world for the first time again. Um, and definitely seems like they're like inspired by Spider Verse. Like the art style is very distinctive, very stylistic. Like stylistic. It's got it's got that Spider Verse kind of like it's like 3D, 3 3D, but then like has like 2D painted over it. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's like it's, hand drawn CGI. Yeah, it's very unique. It, 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 it feels like Spider Verse, but like it's it, it, it seems like it's kind of like unique to itself. Uh, if you watch uh, that League of Legends Netflix show, it's sort of in that realm. Well, it's also the guy directed it. Also directed uh, Mitchell's vs. Machines, so it has that style too. Oh yeah, yeah, and then that kind of makes sense why. Ever, 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 everyone's kind of that's like the everyone's kind of trying to like copy that kind of Sony animation. Like they they like yeah. put that on the map, and now everyone's like, oh man, that's like the next level of like. Oh man, we too. gotta have our art look like it's just been scribbled on. Yeah. Like, I I guess we're we're going for expression in I don't know what the term is, but it definitely doesn't look like clean lines. Mm-hmm. It's like intentionally looking like amateur. Like if you saw this on YouTube, you're like, wow, it's not bad for like a YouTube thing. But we're like, wait, you're seeing this in movies? Like, you didn't have a secondary team to clean up any of these outlines? Well, Spider Verse was trying to make it look like like a comic book, and then this is yeah, like, yeah, this is like uh, like. Uh, yeah, like a, like a uh, paint, painting kind of like a 
some sort of I can't I don't yeah I don't I don't know what art style you would, would describe it as but like it's definitely some sort of like like it looks like, it looks like, like rough. It's, it's yeah it's rough. like a, a painted yeah like just strokes like yeah some sort of like art stroke style damn we really need to hang on with artist friends so just like understand <laughs> yeah what is what is this it, look it like? looks yeah. like it's drawn like it should be called like oh no it's called like I don't know aggressive stroking like okay. But uh, yeah, first trailer. Um, I, I feel like they're really playing it safe with this first trailer. It's just basically just like introducing the new turtles and like them kind of like it's just like a lot of it's just like them like training and hanging out. I, I my my theory and my hope is that this movie's gonna get like fucking nuts because if you like if you see like the voice cast they announced like who they're playing, it's like like there's gonna be like tons of like deep cut like characters that have never been appeared in a movie before they've only been on like the tv show or like the games or it's figure form like like paul rudd's playing mondo gecko <laughs> and like i think john cena's playing rocksteady um like uh what it, like yeah the cast like that was the cast before the trailer came out it was like everyone was, and everyone was like this is the cast for <laughs> the turtles and mayhem like yeah it's, it's like, like it's fucking insanity I, I mean, the fact that, like, Jackie Chan is just... Jackie Chan is Max Splinter. Yep. Uh, Rose Byrne is playing Leatherhead. So we're going to get, like, a, a female Southern female Leatherhead. Female Leatherhead. Um, like, Giancarlo Esposito is playing Baxter Stockman. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah. Ice Q is playing Superfly. I don't know what that means. Uh, Post Malone is playing Ray Filet. I remember Ray Filet. Yeah. Hannibal, Hannibal Burris is playing Genghis Frog. That was cool. He was a good guy. Yeah. Uh, Natasha Dimitro from uh, What We Do in the Shadows is playing Wingnut, which That's I which I, which I hope it's just I hope it's just, it's just uh, Nadja. Like, like yeah, just a high pitched Nadja Wingnut. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Like I'm I'm a little I'm a, I'm a slight purist, but if it's presented well, like it's just like yeah, whatever. Like gender swap, don't give a shit. Yeah, I feel like that, I feel like they really play it safe. They're, they just want to like int- slowly introduce like this new art style, new turtles, and then maybe in a, in a, if we get a full trailer, we're gonna see like the like full insanity of like all these different mutant characters that are gonna show up. Like, can you imagine if the the community backlash was somehow really bizarre about like no, they have to be men, like all these roles, and it's like okay, well they'll just CGI out the boobs, like <laughs> all the cleavage that like they would put on these characters that were like female this time around. Mm-hmm. That'd be hilarious. Just like all that effort, they just did a Sonic job to it. If you if you care, like really, like if you care that much about like what Leatherhead sounds like, then I don't know. You'd like uh, you know, like you really question your life. Yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm extremely I'm extremely excited just to hear like what like the insanity of this of like yeah like Rose Byrne doing a Southern like Cajun like crocodile and stuff and. Maya Rudolph's playing the, like, a, like an Utram. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I just, yeah. I don't want her to be the Krang. I don't mind her being Utron, but... Yeah. You know, we haven't had a good Krang in a bit. And then the Turtles are all kind of, like, relatively newcomers. They're all, and they're all, like, actual teenagers. They sound like kids to me. Maybe because yeah. we're getting older, but it sounds like Teenage Turtle, like, kid turtle. Like, I don't know Rock and roll off the tongue, but it's like late like twelve. Like you barely yeah. became a, a teen, mm-hmm. or thirteen. Yeah, that was only, like especially like like Donatello sounds like a baby. <laughs> like he sounds like he's like eight or something. 
he has not gone through puberty yet. Yeah. That's what that voice says. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, our style looks it looks great. Like, uh, yeah, definitely, I'm very curious, like, and I, I about like what the actual like story is and what the like how they're gonna use all these other characters. That that's gonna be like the big like. I feel like I feel like they're hiding how insane it's gonna be. <laughs> I hope, and they're not just bullshitting people. Yeah, we'll 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 see. Like, if if we get a full trailer, hopefully we'll get a little bit more of like some of these other characters and yeah, see like the true like depth of the, of the insanity. But that's going to be uh, April, April, oh, August, August 4th. Uh, so wait, a ways away, but uh, August 4th, the summer, you can check that out. And then uh, we also this week got the final trailer. Actually, I think t- today we're recording this, we got the final trailer for the Super Mario Bros. movie, which is actually, which is, that's the, that's what I was thinking, April April 5th is when that's coming out. So, but yeah, final trailer, more more uh, Mario karting, more uh, platforming action. I mean, they're definitely, they're definitely like giving you everything that you would want from like Mario. Like, he's like platforming, you got Mario Kart going on, you got like uh, power-ups, you got like, they're right. That scene where like like Donkey Kong and Mario are running through like an actual like Mario level, mm-hmm. looks like looks great. I think the question is still like Chris Pratt's voice. Like, how is that going to work for an entire movie or at all? I guess we'll find out. Because it's weird because like everyone else around him is like like it's, it sounds like really good and great. Like Jack Black is gonna crush it as Bowser it seems like, and like I can tell Joy as Peach is great. <laughs> And Charlie Days is like seems sound as Luigi, but it's like, man, Chris Pratt, like, <laughs> like the, the couple lines he has in this trailer, are like, Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> like, it's still, it's just, it stands like, out more. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's sort of like it's like it's like this weird like half measure of like it's not quite Chris Pratt, but it's like nowhere near like Charles Martinet. So it's just, it's like this weird like limbo area between. Like, we're like, sometimes he's trying to go, like, go, like, full, like, it's a me. But then, like, other times it's, like, it's just Chris Pratt, like. His, like, uh, Peter Quill attitude. Yeah. But, I mean, visually it looks amazing, so. <laughs> and, like, that Mario Kart sequence looks great. Like, and, yeah, like, there's, there's like, they're just cramming this thing full of, like, every possible, like, reference and, like, thing you would want from mario like all the power-ups all like the state like actual stages like every single like side character like enemy character like it's, it, it kind of feels like they're, they're like well we, we might get one shot at this <laughs> so let's just throw every possible thing we could possibly throw into it because if because if, if it doesn't do well like you know might be like well, we're locking that away for another 30 years or however long it took between, like, the original, like, the 90s movie and this one. Because the 90s movie, like, did, did, like failed so horribly that like, it was like, we're never making a movie again. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I think this one's going to be, like, it's going to make, like, a billion dollars. Like, it's going to be, like a, like, a ridiculous hit, probably. I'm hoping. Like, I feel like for Nintendo's first attempt... At an animated franchise with like this kind of fandom, mm-hmm. you can't fuck it up. Yeah. Like, even if you have to pause and I don't know, like test viewing turns around and goes, holy shit, no, like they would take the time to do it. 
thank God, like, so far, it hasn't been the story. It hasn't been the art style. Like, those are usually the top two that will halt uh, a video game movie. Because mm-hmm. Sonic did it right, where they, they basically revealed this, and then they heard the community going, like, God, no, please, we'll watch your movie, but just fix the face. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, the only questionable thing about this is Chris Pratt's voice, but everything else is, like, every, I think everyone's like, oh, yeah, this looks like Mario. This looks like, over, like, as, like, as much Mario as you, as you could possibly cram into a movie. I wonder if it's legally, I mean, probably not legally, but if we just, like, fan-fund it, like, Charles Martinet just to sort of, like, dub his own. <laughs> Like track, but like it, cause like he's got like like Mario's gonna have like like lo- like extended dialogue, so it's just like it's just like you, you see his mouth moving, but then all you hear is like it's a me, and then it's like it goes off like there are twenty seconds of just like silence while his mouth. Moving. No, no, no. I mean, I want I, I'm gonna dub his own dub Mario. Like he would just read. He's gonna say, he actually say lines, yeah. But now like, here's the thing. When's the last time you've heard Mario go off on like a paragraph of words? Like he just says small things. He never says yeah large. He says then it sounds like he sound he would sound like he has like a head injury then if he keeps going like oh it's me Mario and like keep going and going like holy shit I don't think this guy's Italian at all I think he's just like a stereotype. <laughs> I'm at the winner. Like I get it why they don't want to make him sound like that. But there's also a degree of fandom that's at least, I don't know, yeah. first, I think, like, yeah, yeah, I think we'll, uh, we'll definitely find it, like, it's it's either going to be, like, you're going to, like, go see, we're going to go see the movie and we're going to get used to it, or it's just going to be, like, oh, no. For, like, yeah, it's, it's going to be some sort of, like, annoyance. Every time we hear it, we just hear, like, almost like a grinding sound to us. Like, what's going on? Why yeah. is, like... I'm, ho- I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's just, like, weird for, like, the first, like, five ten minutes and then it's like okay i'm, I'm used to this voice now let's just we'll move on like or is it gonna be something where they explain why he doesn't sound like that anymore where like he used to sound like what you think traditional mario was but then oh, he got some sort of like they should do book they, sh- or they, sh- something. They, sh- they should do a thing where it's like he only does that for like their because like they're they're like actual they're plumbers. It's, it's like their commercial like mario brothers plumber commercially like he like does like it's like it's a me is like his like catchphrase so, like for that yeah that would make sense. I would think yeah. at least that's like logically what you think he sounds like, but it's like in truth, no, it's just a character he plays. It's like, oh, I'm fine with that. That that at least like feels rewarding that um what you expect and they subvert it, you know? Mm-hmm. They straight up not acknowledge like the years of it's a me Mario, like that it's created and they just go, nah, like he's never said that. <laughs> Even lets it go, like. Yeah, well, he, he did. He did that like, in, like the second trailer. He did like he did, it, but it was like a more like serious. It was like lets it go. Yeah, and like, uh, you don't know what you're saying. But yeah, we'll we'll find out in a little under a month here uh, when that movie comes out. And then also in April, uh, we got the new trailer or the first trailer for Citadel, which is a huge new. Amazon Prime action espionage globetrotting show from the Russo brothers. So, you know, last year they brought us the Gray Man on Netflix. Now they're bringing a Citadel on uh, Amazon Prime, and uh, it is a it's a, so yeah, it's a big it's a big 
globe-trotting espionage TV show. Uh, Richard Madden from Game of Thrones and uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas are uh, the stars. They're like they're, they're agents of this of this Citadel agency. Some sort of like it's like some sort of like mysterious espionage agency. And then they both it seems like a mission goes bad and, and they get amnesia and then they have to like kind of remember what they're like they, they were actually like spies and they have to like then like re-team up and like stop the, stop whatever's happening from destroying the world or whatever they have to take down. What about not got gas that they inhaled that just made them forget like seven years? Well, it's like, like that. It's like it was they they get caught in, like a bomb on a train and that like like and then that like wipes their memory out or something. <laughs> but it's like a memory bomb. Yeah. And then uh, St- Stanley Tucci's co-starring. As like he, I, I first thought it was Mark Strong. It's like, oh no, it's Stanley Tucci. Okay, they like look like he's like like Stanley Tucci is doing the, like the like Mark Strong from the Kingsman movies thing in this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, the craziest craziest thing about Citadel is that they're trying to make this like a big kind of like cinematic universe because there's going to be versions of the show or like spinoffs of the show that are set in like Italy, India, and Mexico, and then they're going to like bring characters from those shows into like a, like if, if there's like season two or like a some sort of like movie like they're they're gonna it's basically gonna be like kind of like a marvel thing where it's like oh it's like this this character from the indian version might show up in like season two of like the main show because this this version the prime video like u.s version is like the main show but there's gonna be like these spinoffs in other countries that and then they're like they're like bring characters in and like do like yeah like characters from other shows will team up together in future seasons or future shows or something. Wait wait wait. So they're, 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 they're trying they're trying to make like this like Citadel universe. Oh, so it's kind of like for every country to get their own like specialty agents. Yeah, every, every like so Italy, India, Mexico are in their own versions like like a spinoff of like that like other Citadel agents, and then those characters might show up in like. If like if like Citadel season two comes and it's like oh here's like this agent from like India that's teaming up with them now, and he but that, that the character was on like their own show previously. I get it. They're trying to pull like a Dick Wolf move. Yeah, they also I think I think Netflix did this with like um, they had that show like Interrogation I think it was called, where it was like that they had like a it was like a version like every country got their own version of it. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's ambitious. So I don't like hopefully yeah, it'll yeah. <laughs> work for them. Um, apparently it's also like one of the most like it's it's not quite rings the power level, but apparently this is also like one of the most expensive shows of all time. Like it costs like over two hundred million dollars to make it. God damn. But uh, yeah, that'll be April twenty eighth is when that starts. So you can check that out um, on Prime Video. And then speaking of espionage stuff, we also got the first trailer this week for uh, Ghosted, which is over on uh, Apple TV Plus. And this is a movie. It's an Apple TV Plus original movie that is uh, a romantic action comedy with Chris Evans and uh, Ana de Armas. And it, basically, Chris Evans is a guy. Uh, I think I think it, it, the description said he was like a, he's a farmer or something. Or he's just like a he's just like a regular like blue collar guy. And then he like meets this uh, this woman. And they have like one date. It's a, it's like an amazing date, but then like she, he like she, as the title suggests, like ghosts him. But then he like decides to like go to London as like this big like romantic gesture. But then finds out oh she's like a CIA agent, and gets wrapped up in like her whatever her latest mission is. So true lies. 
Kinda, yeah, it seems like it. Or like, uh, it, it reminded me a lot. I got a lot of like night and day vibes. Oh, Remember that movie. I forgot yeah. about that movie. Yeah, but like Chris Evans is the Cameron Diaz. <laughs> That's a nice rever- role reversal. And it's it's from the guys who wrote Deadpool. So Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese wrote this movie. Um, along with Chris McKenna, who did uh, he wrote all the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. And then Dexter Fletcher, who most recently directed uh, Rocket Man, it directed the movie. And you got uh, Adrian Brody, Amy Sedaris, Tim Blake Nelson, uh, Marwan Kanzari, Tate Donovan uh, co-starring. It seems like it seems like Adrian Brody, like the quick shot of like, we get of him, like he's like he's just doing like he's just this poker based character again. He's just like sleazy criminal. Like, sleazy you know, skinny it, criminal. He just like walks out the set of Poker Face. It's like I'm gonna keep doing this accent. Or I'm gonna keep doing this character. He just stole the clothes on the set and just walked into the movie. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that'll be April 21st on Apple TV Plus, so you can check that out when it comes out. It seems like it could be fun. Yeah, it seems an all-star cast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, other news this week. Uh, we got some news about uh, something we thought was dead after the uh, Warner Warner Discovery merger. But uh, Batman Cape Crusader, which was a, a new animated uh Batman show coming from J.J. Abrams uh, was canceled or like d- like the development on it was like halted at HBO Max, but then it's now revived. It's going to be a Prime Amazon Prime show. It's getting two seasons. Oh, that's ambitious. Yeah, and so the, yeah, and it's also Bruce Timm's coming back. And Matt Reeves are, is, is producing it, so it's going to be sort of like a spiritual successor to like Batman animated series. Although I I don't know if uh. Kevin Conroy was was, was being involved, but obviously, he, like that's tragic not going to happen anymore. Which I feel I feel like if that was the plan, if the plan was like have Kevin Conroy come back, and now obviously that won't happen anymore. Like like, when you cast as Batman, no, especially, it's actually he's been, he, unless they honor him, where like they just don't have him voiced. He's just silent for most of the show. <laughs> I mean that that could work probably if they do it, it right. Could work. Yeah. Um. But yes, yeah. So Prime Video put it in a two, like a the order of two seasons, like basically slide and seed. It's like it's already it's so definitely two seasons of the show. Um, and I, I I I don't know how far along was it was when like HO Max kind of halted it, but like I think it's pretty early still. Like there was they kind of just had the idea of like <laughs> we're gonna do this new Batman animated show. But now now they're actually gonna get uh, get working on it apparently. So. Uh, no, no release date on Prime Video. It's, it's probably a couple a couple years off, but it will be on Prime Video at some point. And I feel like this, this I feel like this is like part of the, like one of their like things they want to do is like like w- like we'll like sell like we'll make money selling things that we own to people and not just like not have it on like our stuff. We'll like make money like licensing it out and get like so additional weird, additional, yeah, additional stuff that way. Like that's what like that's what Sony Sony this Sony only does that. Like Sony like licenses all their movies to Netflix and they make like because uh, Sony doesn't have their own like streaming service or anything, so they yeah, but they it's like, like low risk for them, which is yeah. good. Yeah. That's that, that was also like their like motivation for like those like putting like Westworld on Tubi and stuff like because then they like license it to Tubi. Tubi pays them to like get Westworld, and so they make money that way. But yeah, it's all it's all it's all part of this streaming wars, streaming uh, insanity that's happening. 
but yeah, at least at least we'll, we'll at least stuff like this is, we'll get to see it. And like, uh, or like if something gets like hacked at one streamer, you might end up on another streamer. So, although we'll still we'll still we'll still never see Batgirl. <laughs> I I do you think they'll ever reveal it, or it's just totally lost the time. I mean, I mean, it was it was unfinished. Obviously, it was it was like they didn't po- they didn't do post production on it. So they should, they should someone should just leak it like that, like uh, that, like like uh, Wolverine Origins, like the like work print that like leaked out where it was just all incomplete visual effects. Yeah, it's like oops, it leaked. <laughs> But uh, other news, uh, we got some big news about the upcoming uh, Daredevil Born Again over at Disney Plus. Uh, John Bernthal is coming back as the Punisher. Ooh. So uh, yeah, so Disney basically, I think Disney announced it, and then like uh, Don Bernthal confirmed it. So uh, yeah, we're, Frank Castle slash the Punisher is going to be back in some in some capacity in this new uh, Daredevil show. I want. I wonder how far they're gonna like let them go, <laughs> like as far as like the violence and stuff, because that was like that was like one of the defining traits of like the Punisher on Netflix was like how it's like absurdly violent it was. Yeah, and it was like the freedom to do it, and now it's like you can watch the Punisher murder someone and then go watch like I don't know like Spidey and Friends. I mean, I, I guess I guess like the Punisher like the Punisher is just on Disney Plus now, right? I mean, they did they. I... It, they implemented that like parental control where you could like say like oh I don't want my kids to see this but I put my code in but like I think it's, I think all the Netflix shows are just up there now. Oh. So I mean I don't know if they would go that far <laughs> as far as like just make it like a like a like just make it as violent as like the Netflix shows but they had they have parental controls in that that you'd like see, like if I don't want my like I'll, I don't want my kids to see like TV fourteen or TVMA shows. I mean, it's good that they put like blockers, but I also feel like, you know, a true Punisher show isn't, you know, isn't pulling punches. Well, I, mean, it it's not, it's like, I, I think season two Punisher did a really good job of not pulling punches. Yeah. What? Well, well, as long as long as um, like, as long as uh, John Burns like gets to do like one big like sh- like sh- like scene where it's just like screaming and like shooting guns at people then. Where, we just, where he does like his like he's like like he, that tra- like his trademark like just like guttural screaming. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder like this whole this whole Daredevil show like are they gonna like is it like a full reboot or like because like I feel like they're like they're bringing characters back but they're not really like they're they're sort of like oh it's like a different version or it's like a, it's not like it's not quite the Netflix version or something. I think it might be just some like we're not gonna address what happened, but we'll let yeah. you decide where the it falls. All these fan theories, I guess. I I, I think he I think they definitely need to like like let 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 the Punisher have like his fucking like skulls like that that like I don't know if you did you did you watch all the way through like Punisher that you say at the end of season two? Uh, I didn't finish all the way. I know he finally so, becomes like the Punisher. Yeah, like it's like there's like five minutes to the end where it's like he's like full punished. Like he has the tre- he has like the leather trench coat, the like skull shirt. He's got double machine guns, and it's like, but that's like it's like the last five minutes of the of the series. It's like, 
you could you guys could have been doing this like the whole show and you just, just teased at the end like and it's never gonna get like, like never gonna follow up on this or like do anything else with this it's just like eh we'll toss you a bone here's like <laughs> here's like the, here's the part you wanted and it's over yeah so hope, that, yeah. that would have stuck so hard if literally didn't bring Punisher back for a while. You know, it's just like, that's the Punisher. Like, you finally got to what people have been wanting to see, and it's not that. Yeah. But, I mean, they could also do the thing where he just gets the new logo and looks like a demon Punisher skull. Mm-hmm. Did you see that design? I, I haven't seen that design, I don't think. I don't think you're going to like it. It looks more <laughs> like, a, like a cat demon. Okay. Yeah, his skull, like, in order to distinguish themselves from how, like, other people have appropriated the Punisher skull, they, the Marvel Comics version, like, he, Frank kind of embraces, like, the hand, and then it becomes, like, a demon skull, so it's sort of, like, his new symbol. And I think at one point he was leading the hand. It's not, it's not terrible, but yeah, I it's mean, it's, not, yeah, it's not, he's got like eyebrows. It's it's weird. Yeah, it, it looks like it looks like he's like uh, it's like a like it, like a Wolverine logo, <laughs> sort of like a Wolverine logo or something, the Punisher logo. Yeah, like it looks like it looks like Wolverine's mask is like a is like a skull or something. Yeah, but it's very like. I just wish they didn't give it such a like thick brow. Like where that's where like you see the Wolverine logo coming, where that like. Where it comes to like a point, I don't well, like well, it I guess, in the middle. Well, yeah, because it's, it's supposed to be an oni, because he's like, uh, he's wearing like samurai armor now too and stuff or something. No, yeah, yeah. He, again, he just starts leading the hand. Yeah. And the idea is that like now instead of like being the Punisher skull, like it's like the devil. Mm-hmm. I guess he's like de- yeah, yeah, demon. Yeah, yeah, he's more of a demon than the Punisher. Mm-hmm. And it totally makes sense. There was actually a time when like, uh. Marvel dipped its foot into, like, being kind of anime-inspired, and they had these, like, limited, like, one-shot comics where it was, like, what if it was, uh, like, an anime, like, tone? That's where, like, the the legend of the Spider-Clan, Spider-Man outfit came from, where Spider-Man was a ninja, mm-hmm. and he had, like, yo-yos. It's one of the costumes you can unlock in the Spider-Man PlayStation game. Uh, but anyway, the Punisher was a like a lady geisha, like was a like a you know lady vengeance type woman, and she had um she was like a geisha and stuff, and her thing was like being like the oni and stuff. Very cool, like especially when I thought how forth like kind of like a creative choice, especially for like a one off. Fun idea. But yeah, uh, then somehow twenty years later, like full circle, now just like hey, Frank's uh, Japanese, like embracing <laughs> Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that just might show up in uh, the Daredevil show. Just yeah, hey, well, look, it's Frank, and he's got like, why is he wearing like a Japanese skull now? Yeah, well, we'll to see. Uh, next spring is when that show starts. So it's it's gonna be eighteen episodes, so like the longest Disney Plus Whoa. show. Of all time, <laughs> like that's a saga on BBC standards. Wait, but is that one season or is that what? Like, yeah, two seasons? one season, eighteen episodes long. It's gonna be like as long as like a the the past kind of like Netflix shows. Damn, actually longer because like weren't those like thirteen? This is gonna be eighteen. So like, yeah, yeah, man. And there there was some filler in those <laughs> Netflix shows. So like, I hope yeah. I mean. 
hopefully they're like 18 solid episodes, not just like, well, we probably could have cut like five of these episodes or ten of these episodes. Well, it's Daredevil's vacation episode where he goes to Hawaii. Yeah. And he buys fruit all day. Like, that's, uh, that's not great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It is in 18 quality episodes. I'm in. If they're just like, no, we have 18 episodes, like, oh, oh boy, you're going to be slow about it. And it's definitely it's gonna be interesting too, because like it's gonna, now this is like this is like, this what this shows me like fully integrated into like MCU like it's not gonna be like hinting at it like Netflix shows like this is like full MCU integration like we've already had Matt Burdock back multiple times and like so definitely gonna see like just gonna see what they do with like full Daredevil and like full Punisher but like MCU style. And, and if they're if they're like if they're, what 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 this is gonna like affect for like. The phases, like anything in the show, can like affect like phase five or whatever. Like Kang shows up or something. Like a version of Kang shows up or yeah. who knows. Frank is Kang. Yeah. So uh, last bit of news for this week is that we learned uh, that uh, Devil in the White City, which has been in development for many many years, uh, like the latest news was that it was going to be like a, a series on Hulu with Keanu Reeves starring in it uh, is no longer happening. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves left. Um, who's not, who's not developing it. Um, actually, I mean, they, they actually, they, they had ordered, they ordered it to series and then it apparently they're like, well, we're not actually, no, we're not going to do that. So I, th- I think they're trying, I think they might be trying like, uh, like, see if another streamer is going to do it or like maybe like re-jigger re, re, re it and try to like maybe do like a movie again or something but like this 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 can't get this book it turned into a anything <laughs> <laughs> is it just unfilmable or is it just the, the budget i don't know it's i mean it's pretty straightforward it's just like you, you said you just have it's like the parallel stories it's like a, the parallel story of like how they how they like built like the like world's fair of chicago in like 19 uh like like 1890s and then it's but it's also about like so it's like charles burnham who like ran the daniel burnham ran the fair but then also like h.h H. holmes and like his like murder castle and his serial killing during the fair you think maybe like if they did it they'll just get sued by the estates of whatever like maybe it's just like there's, there's, they're trying to hide the dark secret of like the world's there's, fair there's, there's already been like really like schlocky terrible like h.h holmes movies so i mean so I mean, I, it, yeah, it could. It, I, I, it's not like it's not like a. It doesn't seem like it, it like that like unfilmable or anything. It's just like just yeah. For some reason, it's just like you can't. People just like, all all different products just kind of just like 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 crash out and burn. But yeah, they've been trying to they've been trying to like get, like develop it since like 2004. Like Paramount got the rights in 2004 and then like let the rights go and they got them back and then Marshall Scorsese was trying to direct a movie and then. Uh, I think his latest one was like like Leonardo, Cap- Leonardo DiCaprio was like producing it for his like Appy and Way production company, and then now it's that this one's like fell through. So who knows? I definitely if you haven't ever read the book, it's a fantastic book if you want to read the book. <laughs> I mean, I feel like by the time I find the book, read it, just like the movie's still not going to be made. Pro- probably, yeah. But it, it, it might show up on another streamer, maybe, because they're going to try to shop this version to another. So maybe like Netflix or Prime Video or someone will pick it up. 
but it won't, it, it, but it won't have Keanu anymore. That was like one of the big selling points. Was like Keanu was gonna star as uh, Daniel Burnham. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. If, see if that ends up anywhere else, <laughs> or if it just dies and then someone else maybe will try it in like a couple of years and it'll just keep going. But uh, that's it for news this week. So why don't you jump into show and tell? And uh, Chris, what are you watching over the last week or so here? So I've been uh, finally catching up with uh, White Lotus, a show that I was vaguely interested in, and then I waited until two seasons of it came out, and then I said, you know what, I should start watching the first season. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know anything about White Lotus? Act? I just I know it's like it's like this like it's White Lotus is like a hotel chain, and then it's just, it's just basically just like like rich people just going there and being awful. So that was like the initial premise. But like, and there's also, also there's also like a murder mystery aspect to like both seasons. I think like let me tell you, they start like a. Yeah, go ahead. Stop you there. Let me stop you there. No murder mystery. Like at least for the first eight out of nine episodes, right? Like, doesn't that blow your mind when you think it's a murder mystery? It's not. For the fact, for most of it, I watched. I'm like eight out of nine episodes. Mm-hmm. They 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 don't even they sort of tease in the beginning. It's already like someone's dead. Like they're actually that's that's, that's what I heard. Like I heard, I heard both seasons start with like it's like oh there's a body and you don't know who it is. And then that's like kind of like the thing of like that, that's the, the, the whole the, season like, like it's like which who, who who which character died is the body that we saw at the beginning of the season or something. However, you just don't give a shit halfway through because. <laughs> It, they give you a lot of characters, like a lot of people to follow. So you kind of think like, oh, which one could it be? But they also present to you like enough information where you're like, these people suck. Not in a way that you're like, I want these people to die. Like they're morally just like not great people. Like just, you know, like, they're kind of assholes. A good amount of them. So when there's the whole like dangling thing, like, oh yeah, isn't one of us supposed to die? Like you kind of remember that because they never bring it up again. Like from the beginning part where it's like, oh, you see like a casket being loaded into a plane. You're like, well, who is it? And then it's just like you watch this drama unfold and it's like the show's comedy is like awkward tension in the sense like it's like really like because you see these two different stories running in parallel and how they cross over like a bunch of like side stories and you know like what's up you know it's that like oh there's no real mystery you just want to see how like one's one group's problem involves another group at certain points and that's it like that's the tension building and it it has a definitely like a flow to it where like it's it's funny then awkward and then it's dramatic like some some character will have like a big like you know uh deep-seated kind of like moment where they regret something and they want to like really like unload on what they feel in front of the other person and then it goes back to comedy again like it just repeats for seven episodes so far i'm on episode eight and i got to a point where the show sort of like could end and it's like you're just like okay uh i learned nothing from this but it's one of those things where 
vacations are like that the whole tone could be like yeah like they're not what you expect them to be and they're never as good as like what you want in your head so hats off white lotus if you think that's what like people are expecting right however i could see where like they this show wins a war with like set design and like music and just like some of the casting and like some of the actors are really well placed but i watched it in a way where like i kind of just laughed at this like inserted like hey we're gonna like force this like topic just to be relevant and be like addressing modern issues and it just feels like awkward like it doesn't feel like these are natural people like if you want a vacation and you just heard some of this family talk you're just like what the hell's wrong with them and then like oh they're rich people it's fine like that's why i can get away with their shitty behavior but it's like wait a minute like everyone in this hotel has to have like a certain level of money in order to be here like no one in this resort that takes place is just the average joe everyone that is there has some money you know it's not like they're at a like a days in and this shit's going down right like that's why i'm like oh oh the whole show's about like annoying rich people okay so most of the character arc is that they're annoying Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, oh wait a minute, there's a murder mystery. When the fuck's that gonna happen? And it doesn't happen for like up until maybe the last episode. And that's where I'm at. Like I haven't watched the last episode yet. But like I said, I wouldn't even call it a murder mystery. I would call it as just like a surprise thing that happens. Like in the in fact, I feel like the murder mystery became like an afterthought, like of the thing where like they went, oh shit, like. This show's not, like, the writing was like, eh, I don't know, like, we still need a thing that kind of gets people to keep watching. And, like, how about, like, we kill a character off? And it's like, no, 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 like, we st- we need to bring tension to that. So then they're like, how about we sh- we we plan ahead and say that, like, one person's dead, so that's your whole reason to watch it, you know? And that's it. Like, that's the gimmick. And I was like, all right. M- you know, like, I had expectations, like, it was going to be a murder mystery, maybe it'd be way more things going on where it's uh like hinting at or shadow but in the first watch viewing so far none of my like detective skills is like being like you know uh flagged or anything if someone does die which i assume someone is if that's the gimmick it's gonna be like random and then it's gonna be one of those things where it's like life is you know futile you know you or it's like life is random and chaos like who knows when it's time to go like oh is that the message so very different. Like my, I, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna watch it to last episode, and then I, I heard the second season does get better. Like it, it's not the same formula with the characters, even though it's another White Lotus resort with like rich people again, but it's different, slightly different, at least from my understanding. Uh, and the thing about White Lotus is that there's no main character. Like you, there's one character that is sort of like the normal person that you can relate to that isn't a rich person. But she sort of like gets like inserted in whenever there's like some downtime in the show, whenever they just need like to emotionally like break away from all these other people's hot garbage mess of like their vacation. So it's fun. I'm not saying it's not a bad show, but if you came in thinking it's a murder mystery and then everybody's going to be suspenseful towards that mystery, it's not. It totally is not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My recommendation, Zach, is like watch like three episodes and see if like 
if you like i did not marathon this i i just watched it like sporadically like once every other day or something like that for over like the two weeks but i got to the point in the show where i was like i gotta fucking talk about this like there is no murder mystery like it no one fucking has any i mean everyone's got any reason to die in this show there's no like oh like that person is secretly like you know trying to poison that person or that person has a gun like there's none of that like it, it completely is like a bunch of different people that like have like have their own issues like some of them aren't even like big problems they're just like well they're bothered by this or like they don't know any better but um yeah like i just have not cared in fact i think i cared about the wrong character the show's supposed to make you like sympathize with like certain characters and be like oh but if anything i just empathize with like uh like the bus boys like they're so minor but they're just one of those people like in the background like they're just doing their job like they're here for like they're young they just don't give a shit they're here for like the the summer job and i'm like yeah, i get them i want to know about their story like fuck everyone else like give me that story but uh yeah, I hope again. Gonna finish season one, start season two slowly. So many other shows that come out this month that is worth watching first. But totally just like bummed out that it's not a murder mystery. That's why I had to <laughs> stop you, Zach. Like it's just it's not a murder mystery. Yeah. Maybe the second season, but not the first season. Well, uh, I, well, I think people thought like especially like last year because like I think season two was like. It came out right before Glass Onion, or like around the same time as Glass Onion, so people like really like like comparing them, and like it was like, oh man, which one's which the which which one's the better murder mystery? But it's yeah, it's not like a it's not like a detective, right? It's not like a yeah, there's no like it, like inspector or anything in White Lotus, right? It's just like no, no one's an inspector. No, there's no so there's, there's no like it's not a whodunit it's just like it's not a whodunit that's what i'm saying it's not even it's just someone's dead like yeah it becomes like a stage play about like i don't know like karmatic endings or maybe just like just being a drama just to throw in a dead person just to end the play Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying like it doesn't seem natural maybe if i'm missing something maybe i'm just ignorant or you know but i'm I'm really not like i'm trying my best to be like there is nothing that really hints to like murderous intents from another character like no character is sort of like i can't wait to murder this person you know like there's nothing like you don't get that vibe at all if you skip the first episode or you miss the first 10 minutes of just like that casket loading and it goes okay like whatever it flashes back because the first episode is just like someone trying to leave hawaii and then it goes oh like they're loading a dead body in the airplane and it's just like yep something tragic happened and then it goes into like a flash then you watch the like episodes onward it's just a flashback but it's just in you know like just sort of like there's no narrator there's no like kind of like we tricked you all along like it's all a dream or bullshit like that like this is just straight just playing it so that's what made me think that that was just a editing choice to kind of tie it in early to make you keep watching 
Or again, a it's just a creative choice because if you eliminate that murder in the beginning, or not even a murder, I, I don't even know if it's a murder at this point because it's so like I'm at the last episode, I'm going to watch. Like, there's no, there's no heads up part about it. For anything, it could be a character trips over a coconut and dies. You know, like that's like, that could be it. You know, and that's the whole haha. Like it's tragic that they died, but we got you because you thought it'd be a murder mystery all along. I feel like the show could do that to me too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like I said, I get why. Like, it looks nice. It's okay acted. You, you, you definitely hate the annoying characters, like because they're designed to be like kind of nerve wracking in a sense. Like after their third time complaining, you just don't care anymore, and it's that like sense that they want you to be in with like rich people being annoying so like i said i get the intent is entertaining in bits you know like it's something you're not like yeah like just want to know more you're just like all right god it's like, like one, or, one or two episodes where like you feel exhausted because you're just like oh just want to like punch these characters otherwise um Jennifer Coolidge is awesome, but she is probably one of the most annoying characters for, like, the beginning part of the show, and then it's gonna ramp it up to annoying, like, even more by the end. Like, there's a part where she's, a, like, so Jennifer Coolidge, is, I guess she's the main character, because, not to spoil much, I guess, but she carries over to the next show, and I can see why, but it's, like, it starts with her going on to to White Lotus to uh grieve for her mother who was not good to her and then like kind of was irresponsible with her and stuff so she's the way she is now is because her mom raised her like that and then while she's there she's a hot mess like she she has like mental breakdowns she doesn't she doesn't quite know like what she wants to do in life she's just drunk so you kind of just find her annoying but that's like the point like she's ultra like at an unhinged and then by the end, like, you sort of sympathize with her, understand her more, and then you kind of root for her to be happy at the end. But again, the whole show could be her just, like, tripping over a coconut and being dead, and that's that's the show, you know? Like, that's like, haha, like, we got you. You thought, like, her happy ending, but it's like, no one gets a happy ending, you know? Or, like, happy endings aren't real. I feel like White Lotus could be, a like, a a reflective piece that will say that about like bullshit exotic vacationing like if anything this just shows like don't go to a five-star resort that like promises you the goddamn world like there's so much suffering and like the cost isn't worth it and let alone like you won't be happy like this mm -hmm. vacation won't make you a happy person so i don't know it, it's kind of a mix for me for like marathoning it but definitely taking your time and at least waiting two years like i did to watch it but yeah that's it that's meant for white lotus for me um you have any questions about that no <laughs> this, this is my ted talk yeah this is my rant about white lotus because again if you I, if you came in the way i did especially with me and janice were like hey you know we just watched a few episodes of poker face we're still in the mood for some murder mystery. Let's watch White Lotus. 
And the first episode, all right, cool. And then it's like, all right, maybe the first episode is just establishing. Maybe second episode. Second episode is like the ticket, maybe that. Nope. Okay, second, third episode. Third, uh, no, fourth, 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 sixth. Like, it just kept going for fucking every episode. Saying. I was like, no, fuck this show. Like, I'm going to spoil that. It's not a murder mystery. It's just a murder at the end. It's not a mystery. Also, don't know it's a murder. I don't know. It could just be a fucking accident. So it's just a homicide. I don't know. Yeah, some, so, someone's dead, and, you, and then by the end of the show, you'll find out who it is and why, or what happened, yeah. maybe. Maybe. Fucking don't know. So, uh, the better show that I started my week with, and just was like, yeah, this is actually like an engaging show, um, Tulsa King, mm-hmm. which I totally understand the hype. I totally understand, like, your um, recommendation for it. And it's definitely, like, a fun role for Celeste Stallone to, like, kind of be, because it's something that isn't... It's something that he's definitely, like, an archetype for. Like, he's built for this role. This role is goddamn, like, Custom Taylor came out the door. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's one of those things where it's meta. The show's about how this older man that's 75 that looks like he's only like 50 something maybe early 60s and you're like wait this guy's 75 uh and it's also like in this realm of disposition of like disbelief where like this guy this man who's been through 25 years of just culture has just not figured out like phones and like technology and like certain Certain things. Like, it's not even he's not familiar with, like, modern lingo. It's just he didn't understand how, like, Uber works. Like, no one's explained to him in 25... Do you not talk to anyone young at that jail? Like, no one... <laughs> I get him being, like... But he's very social and very business savvy. It's like, wait, you don't know what Uber is, though? You don't know, like... Well, he, he, I mean, he spent all his time reading, like, like philosophy and, like, business... Like, all, like, he, all he, he, he's, like, reading all these books, like, legal books and, like, business... business techniques like you it's, it seems like that's what he spent all his time in prison doing is like just like i'm gonna i'm gonna learn i'm gonna get an education in here i, I get that but doesn't he have like a magazine that's like about <laughs> yeah. this modern tech or just yeah just read wired or something <laughs> like, yeah now i get wired if they don't want it's not popular in prison but there's tv yeah like even if you watch like a modern tv show most of the time they'll feature something that's within the last three years of technology mm-hmm it won't be the cutting edge, you know. They're not like, hey, isn't it cool if you can just have a smart home? Like that, I get him not understanding, right? But I, I don't get like culturally, a cell phone's been like new cell phones and all these gadgets and stuff have been around. I, I get it, like he's supposed to be sort of like even more stuck at a time, but kind of, kind of, uh, like at least that like goes away. Like three episodes later, like they never bring up that part again. He might have other issues, but like the the technology part, like they kind of get over yeah, that hurdle. I- yeah, I think the first episode really does like leans into that a lot, and then they kind of like like all right, <laughs> that 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 was just like to like introduce the, his character and like show how much of a fish out of water he is, and then it's like, and then like after that it's like, and then it's just a kind of more straightforward like you know gangster crime drama like like comedy drama like it's 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 a mix of both because like a lot of funny beats, but then it's also got like. You know, it's it's got it has it's sort of like Sopranos light because there's like a lot of like the like like mob machinations going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then you also just get like a lot of like just like Stallone is like rolling through Tulsa like a 
hurricane just like like taking over everything and like beating everyone up and yeah i i got to the part where i think episode six or seven where the biker gang uh appeared and then they attacked like the bar like the one yeah. guy with the shotgun was just shooting at the bar mm-hmm. and i didn't quite know what the plan was like for this gang was that guy just sent there to die because he shot one man one shotgun no backup like from a, sh- a shotgun from a distance like i don't understand what that guy's goal was to Sent a message because I feel like he could just done a drive by. He didn't have to I, I think that, I think they were, they were hoping they were gonna surprise him maybe or something, and then they didn't that didn't work or they didn't expect did, them both did, to have guns. Like, did they not expect the guys to have guns? Like, I didn't understand that. And then it's yeah. like they shot that bar during closing when it's like the minimum amount of people, and then like they were turning off the lights, so you didn't know where they were. Like, you know, I was like this is a bad plan. Yeah. So. Uh, show, like the show is smart by addressing certain things. Like they're they're saying, yeah, like the FBI is aware of Dwight is there, and then like they they do the like, okay, why he knows this DEA agent, and why this person sort of just is sort of reckless with like what she's doing for her career and her love life, and like being associated with Dwight. They do, like, a fine job of, like, establishing that. The better job would be, like, if she knew him before he went into prison. That would be, like, the better story, but I'm fine the way it is. Yeah, it's it's just a fun, just a fun show. Like, it's just, just alone being a badass and just, like, like rolling through Tulsa, like, doing doing mob stuff. And I'll, I'm, just, I'll, I'm surprised there's no mob in Tulsa besides biker gangs. Like, there's, I know, like, Tulsa is not exactly, like, yeah. crowded, but Tulsa wasn't, like, the first episode made Tulsa seem like it's a dead town. But then they go to the legit town, and it's actually nicer than you thought it was. And then it's like, wait, like, how's this not, like, protected or something here? Yeah. Well, I feel like, um, was Tul- like, if, I mean, if you watch like Fargo, like season four or something, I think that was like Kansas City, though. That was like, but like the mid the Midwest, Midwest has had like a lot of like gang stuff in the in the past. I, but I don't I don't know I don't like straight up I don't straight up mafia I don't know <laughs> but like there's like that was like the whole arc of like like Fargo season four was like like it's like the two warring gangs trying to take over Kansas City. Which it's which is in that kind of area, like that Midwest area. I see. Uh, but the show is uh definitely like definitely like deserves the praise. Definitely showcases uh, Stallone's emotional range, especially when he's giving these like really deep speeches about like I don't know finding like letting go of life and then like forgiveness and being the better person like. And, and just sort of like heartfelt like motions that definitely like Stallone has like that's not just like him asking writers like something feels like he put an input about something yeah yeah when, yeah when he, needs to, when he needs to go like full dramatic he nails it then also he just like there's lots of like just like super fun it's just like him just like making jokes or like yep <laughs> like the like I don't, I don't 
have you seen like the driving test episode yet where like he like they like try to kill oh, yeah. the driving test and he's just like it's like like he's like um his, his driving instructor is like what just happens <laughs> no it's good it, it definitely yeah. has the um that like sly comedy because he's again it's like Sylvester Stallone when he's sort of witty it's good but if he's like too funny it's odd mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to understand, like, I'm trying to paint a better picture. Like, he never gets to, like, stop my mom will shoot. No. Or he's cheesy. But he's definitely never, like, one-liners. You know, he's not, I mean, he is one-liners, but he's not, like, I'm trying to think of another Stallone comedy. It's not a lot. <laughs> no, it's not a lot. But you know, like in Demolition Man, he's very like observant and kind of pokes fun at what he sees. Yeah. That's it. Like he's yep. almost the same the same attitude as if Demolition Man, where he's again another fish out of water. Kind of, yeah, kind of similar because like because like he was like he was like frozen in prison for like twenty five years. So. Did we just make a connection that Demolition Man Tulsa King of the same show? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's yeah. He's definitely yes. Yeah, He's definitely similar. Like we're just like, what is what's going on here? What's all this weird Tulsa stuff? I don't weeds legal now. What? Like I should make a meme where it's like Tulsa King and it's like him the three seashells. Yeah. Or he's cursing and he's getting like fines, morality fines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it, it's great. I'm glad I got renewed for season two. Cause the, uh, and definitely, I, I definitely like definitely would be interested to see like, what you think of the season finale because it's a pretty great finale and it leaves off on like a pretty like uh, interesting uh, beats for like is setting you know, up. Does he setting get frozen? Up. Yeah. Yes. Did I just predict that Mushroom Man? Like his, he gets frozen his, and then his Snipes driver shows up, friend. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Not only that, his driver friend starts becomes Wesley Snipes. Yeah. It's just Wesley Snipes. Yeah. You abandoned me. You abandoned me, uh, Dwight. Like, now <laughs> crazy. My own crime. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anything else, Chris? Uh, I watched something else. I can't remember. But yeah, it was probably some show. Um. Damn. I, I like kind of marathoning stuff. Uh, especially like Tulsa King and a bunch of things when I was watching, but yeah, I'll save it for next time. What about you, Zach? Well, I'll keep in TV for uh my first couple things. So uh, Perry Mason's back on HBO. That that uh, season two debuted on Monday this week, and uh, it seems uh well sa- same same tone as the first season, but although I hope hopefully the second season I've heard. I, there's, there's some reviews that like, people are like people got to watch like a, like a bunch of like either all the episodes or like like a huge big chunk of episodes and apparently like it's like the season's gonna be more focused and like more of like what you actually like kind of expect from like Perry Mason where he's like a lawyer defending people <laughs> and not like this like you know kind of somewhat convoluted like private eye case. Um, but yeah, but yes, I mean yeah, it's it's season two. Um kind of picks up a little bit after season one um and like yeah perry's still he's, he's he's still a lawyer but now he's doing like civil cases like he he like because he had like obviously like the end of season one like he had that big win with like his like that big like murder trial like he defended like uh like uh 
Emily Dodson, you know, they got accused of murdering her, her, her like baby, or like then like they, they got a mistrial, so she, she got she got like off from like that murder charge, and then that was like his big like defense lawyer debut. But then, uh, but then at the time since season one, now he's doing like defense, like he's doing like civil like uh, cases. Like he's like he, there's actually like Sean Astin guest stars in the first episode, and he's like this like like kind of like like uh, like asshole like grocery store owner who like is trying to like drive his other grocery store out of business and so like perry has to like represent sean astin and like is like who wants like 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 ruin this other guy he's, like is like accusing him like stealing like his like ideas for like his grocery store but then it seems like it seems, but then it, there's like a, there's, there's like a, a big murder that happens at the end of the first episode of, the, of season two that's going to be like the big like that's going to be like perry's new case is like defending the people who are accused of that murder yeah what, what was the murder again it's 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 real at the it's 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 real at the, the end of the first of the first episode of season two. Like I don't wanna, I, like if you if you're gonna watch it, I won't spoil like who who gets murdered, or what who what the murder is. But like there's a it the first episode of season two ends with like a someone getting murdered, and then it's gonna be like the rest of the season. Oh, like, that person, I get it. It's gonna it's gonna be it's, it's a yeah someone gets murdered, and then it's it, then other characters. It's get, not it's not like a case of like a baby that gets kidnapped and it's murdered. No, like, it's, it's something more like smaller scale you know it's not like a publicized uh i mean i get it probably close up but well it's 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 it involves like the like upper it's, it's like upper crust rich uh los angeles fo- folks right, yeah okay. and then and then based on the preview and stuff like the people like the, the, the two guys who get accused of the murder are like these like um mexican brothers and so it's like this like easy scapegoat for like 1930s los angeles to be like oh these two mexicans did it like hang them like so then that's gonna be like Perry's gonna have to defend them, and then yeah, hope and then yeah, it seems like it seems like it might be a little bit more focused because like there's not it like like it looks like um like Paul Drake who was like the like the the cop from the first season and then became like like a a, a PI for Perry in, by the end of season one. Like he's got kind of like his own plot going on, but like it doesn't. It seems like, like it seems like he's gonna be like maybe like hopefully like less involved in like because season one has so much going on of like the like church and then like Perry's like PTSD from World War One and then like uh like yeah the murder case and like it, was, it seems like there was just like like, like like way too much going on and then it also was like it was all this like really extended like origin story for like what we actually wanted to see of like it's of like it was like eight episodes of eight hours of like build up to like Perry Mason being a lawyer which is like the whole premise of like the original show so that's so now that we're like now now we're actually like in that now that we've we, it's a, we've established that Perry Mason is a lawyer now so now it's going to be like actually like a Perry Mason kind of like style like an actual Perry Mason case where it's like he has to defend like these people like accused of murder and like defend them in court but i mean it still it still looks great i mean every like all the acting like everyone on it is, is great so i love matthew Rees, even though he's like just always depressed <laughs> like except for like like the one exception recently has been like he was like had a cameo cocaine bear in the beginning and he was like actually like happy and like dancing around before he get before he got like he's, he's the guy who, like like tosses the cocaine out of the plane and then get then like knocks his head and like dies on the way down Oh wow, he's in this movie. I didn't know he was in that. He, yeah, he had like a, he, he's in like the first like 
two minutes. He, it's like a quick cameo. Then like, he, but he like sets off the whole cocaine bear saga. But that like he was actually like having a good time in that. And then everything else he's been in recently is just like just like like super depressed, just like burnt out, dude. Burnt out, like yeah. Wasn't he like that in the Americans too? Oh yeah, every every season he was just like, cause cause he's always he's just like struggling with like, like like. like but as the Americans went on, like, he was like struggling with like, well, I I I kind of want to be like a, an actual like American, like I like I like I actually like this life. I don't want to be a spy anymore. And then it's like, but then he has like, but then he's like forced into into like all these like different like lies and like different covers. And then it's just like he's just he's like so far in they can't get out. So, that, it, so that's like, and then that's like a, a driving force. So like his character in the Americans is just like, yeah, just like I'm. I hate this, but I have to do it because I'm like way too, way too far in like to get out. I just, and I just want to be like a regular American guy, like my kids and just like hanging out, going to baseball games and stuff. But yeah, uh, Perry Mason. Yeah. Definitely. Hopefully the second season is like, now that we've kind of like got, all like the like setup of like season one out of the way it'll be like a, a like a more like straightforward but like still solid show and then um i also saw on uh, cbs i don't know if you are aware or were aware chris but there, cbs has a true lies show now i did see the cover of it and i was like eh. yeah well i i, I had to check it out just because like it's it's true lies i mean true lies is one of our favorites here at <laughs> the action the movie um so I had to check out what the show is. Um, so the show is actually created by Matt Nix, who brought us Burn Notice. So, uh, I mean, he, he obviously has lots of spy espionage uh, history because uh, with Burn Notice. Um, and and then the, so the True Life show is it definitely it feel it definitely feels like it's it's sort of like it feels more like a sitcom with like action elements. Like it's like more of like a like wacky like marriage like romantic like comedy and then it's like oh they just happen to be like working for this spy agency and uh the first episode actually kind of like it's like a very like condensed slightly like different kind of different version of like the movie where it's like where based on the first episode like they go through like there's like a mission but then like they do the whole thing of like helen finds out that harry is a spy and then by the end of the episode, oh, like they're actually using the same names too. Yeah, it's it, yeah. Harry Tasker, Harry Tasker, Helen Tasker, everyone, like every, like it's all character, it's all character names for the for the movie. Um, and Steve Steve Howie plays Harry, um, who was on he was on Shameless for like most of the run. He was on, um, like, uh, he was actually he was in Day Shift last last year, like that like the Jimmy Fox vampire movie. He was, he was like Scott Atkins' partner in that movie. They're like the Nazarian brothers. So, so he's playing Harry, and then um, Ginger Gonzaga, who was Nikki on She-Hulk, is Helen. And yes, yeah, so, yeah. The first, so the first episode, they basically it's basically kind of like it's it's totally different plot-wise from the movie, but it's the same general premise of like Helen doesn't know Helen doesn't know Harry's a spy, and then she finds out, and then. Their Omega Sector recruits her to be a spy, which was like the kind of the setup of like the movie. The movie was like, oh man, if there's a if there's a sequel, they're both gonna be spies now. But then that's the show is like, oh now, Helen found out now she's now she's like training and be, becoming a spy for Omega Sector. 
Is that like the first episode too? That, that's, that, that, by the end, yeah, in the first episode, Helen is like recruited to Omega Center because she she find out that Harry's a spy. Wow, and then, I thought that would at least be like half a season or something. I didn't think it'd be like yeah. It, right it seems it seems it seems kind of it definitely seems kind of rushed. Of like you probably could have dragged it out a little bit longer and had like more fun of like Harry trying to hide that he's a spy. But then they did first episode right, right out of the gate. Right out of the gate, they're like, "Yep, she found out. She's a spy now." And then basically, it seems like it's gonna be very episodic, which is like every episode is like a new mission that they're on. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's all right. It's not. It's nothing spectacular. It's definitely. It's definitely nowhere near burn. It's it's not burn notice level. <laughs> um, it, it's like action is sort of just like bland. It's like I mean, it's fine, but it's like not anything spectacular. And then it's just like the like. T- yeah, it's it's way more comedic than like the movie. In the, I mean, Troy's had the movie had like a lot of like, comedic stuff in it, but like it was also had like like huge action, like and like dramatic stuff going on too. But but this the show feels like a more of like a sitcom. Like it's like it's like constant, less like like Harry and Helen is like arguing with each other, or, like getting to like, these like wacky like marriage situations, and then like they're like trying to hide it from their kids, and the kids are like getting into wacky situations. And it's also weird too, because like, I feel like like, in the movie like like Arnold was like like, always like when he was home he like was like playing like the goofy dad, but then when he was on mission he was like str- like, like hard edged like secret agent, and then like Harry in the, sh- in, the in the show like, never like it's just like he's always just like wacky dad even on a mission. It's just like he's like always like constantly worrying about like, oh no like what is Helen gonna find out about this or like what are my kids doing? Is is he's like beating a guy up? So it's like there's no separation of him being like a secret agent and then being like the like suburban dad which is weird like that that seems like i feel like i feel like he should be like more of like when he's on the mission he should be like more like you know badass like like focus on the mission but it's like he has like one tone for the whole thing i'm just like i'm 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 like a suburban dad who happens to be a spy wow and it's also they also do a weird thing where it's like helen is like they in the first episode they they like established that she's like already has like a lot of skills that would be a, make a good spy anyway so it's like why did she get her to it earlier because like she's like a she's like a in this in the show she's like a like a linguistic professor so she speaks like thirty languages and then okay. she also has like fighting skills because she like does like kickboxing exercise videos what. Yeah. What videos were these? These look like amazing videos. <laughs> and then she also like they they established that she kind of has like this like uh kind of like daredevil like reckless attitude because she there's like part where she like races her van she drives her minivan like 100 miles an hour down to like to Los Angeles at one point because she's she's like bored of like her like normal life <laughs> so it's like she's like a daredevil she's like speaks a bunch bunch of languages she's like can fight sort of because she like watched this like kickboxing video so it's like she's basically already a spy and then she, she just finds out it's like like they're like oh well we'll, we'll just give you a couple more skills and you'll be a spy <laughs> like yeah they just gave her like two more traits and then she was ready to go yeah she's way more like because because like jamie lee curtis was like totally just like a suburban mom <laughs> like with like no skills then she like slowly developed them as not the for the movie but like yeah like this tv helen like starts out like on like, like almost the spy and then like is like then like now is like trained to get slightly more skills but like she probably could have been like she probably could have got recruited instead of harry and then that would have it always almost... like she can she blend into like being the character because i feel like you said harry's just sort of like uh he could be just some random dude or a spy like there's no shift yeah 
well, it's, it's weird too because like they they don't really do any there's they don't really like they don't become like characters they don't like they don't like do like covers so far and like, there's only been two episodes but like they they don't really do like oh I'm like I'm doing like an accent or I'm doing I'm like I'm, I'm trying I I put on like a face mustache or something it's just like there's there's like themselves for like wherever they go there's like themselves and with no like attitude change either it's just like it's just we're we're just couple from like we're a suburban couple from like the U S and then we're we're still oh, like, like tourists all the time. Yeah, they just feel like tourists the entire time, and then also they're just like on mission, but they're like they're like having like someone spy on their kids, and and they're like they're like bickering about like it's like the second episode was like all about like they they both ran to like an ex uh on this mission, and then it's like they're like arguing about like well why don't you tell me about him? Well, why don't you tell me about her? Like what happened with her? What happened to him? Like so it's 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 a lot more wacky than the movie, and it's like yeah, it's definitely more like. Uh, it's like the, the ratio of like comedy to action is like much leads more, much more toward like comedy. I'll probably give it like one or two more episodes, and then probably if it stays like this kind of like level, I'll probably bail on it because it's just like just there's way more there's way more interesting things to watch. Really, like White Lotus, watch that with me. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean about just being frustrated that there's no murder mystery, but I bet you in um. True lies here. There's no tension about like them being a spy, right? Like it's sort of like, oh, it's our day job, and they keep it a secret to like their kid, right? Is that that it? Like yeah, the kids that, don't that, know yet. That seems yeah, that seems like the ongoing thing now is like they're they're both spies now, but then they have to like hide it from their kids that they're spies as they go off on these various missions around the world, and then. Uh, it's always it was it's always some sort of cover like oh it's like a sales trip for Harry to sell computers or it's like oh it's like a like a language conference for Helen or she's like uh, it's like oh or I have to I have to give like a guest lecture at Harvard or something and then that's why I, that's why I'm leaving constantly or like so there's 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 some cool like they do add some like I don't remember in the movie they had like as many like gadgets, but they add a lot of like James Bond style gadgets. This one they have like laser cutters and like all sorts of different like drones and different gadgets in this one. So that's that's kind of fun, I guess. <laughs> and also like uh, uh, Beverly D'Angelo is like the uh, Charlton Heston of the show. She's the head of uh, Omega Sector. Wait, what was she in before? Like National Lampoonification. <laughs> like oh, as well, yeah. Okay. Did she wear an eye patch? No, unfortunately, no. That would have been awesome. But and there's a whole like there's a whole like other te- there's a whole like like um because in the movie it was just like it was like it was Arnold and Tom Arnold and then that was it. But the the mm-hmm. show has like a whole other team. There's like three other people on the team along with like Helen and Harry. They have like there's like two other like field agents and like uh uh Omar Miller plays like Gib who's like in like the the van. He's like the guy in the van. So it's it's like a whole there's like five it's like, it's it's like, it's like a six person team this time on the show instead of like two people. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely if you if you're looking for like a Matt Nix spy show, I mean just just go just watch Bird Notice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I mean because it's like at least when they're spying, they become like a character. They know how to like, observe. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, right, Matt Nick, he already did that. Like, why don't, why not just ha- like, why not have like them do like 
weird accents or like become different like have like become wacky characters i was like part, that was like part of the fun of burgos was like like <laughs> jeffrey Donovan just doing like, insane insane voices like yeah, whenever he become a southern guy it was always pretty cool boston was fun irish was fun for, for, Jeff, for jeffrey donovan like I, I that's why i'm like i'm really shocked they didn't go with the whole thing where harry uh, tries to blend into his environment, not just being like a lost Taurus. And then it's like, oh, did we just walk into a gun deal? Ooh, like that's that's right. pre- that's pretty much his whole vibe. Yeah, that's like I got that from like the trailer, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> but I get it. He looks more believable as like a spy than just like a bodybuilder, <laughs> like Arnold. Well, so, well, so, well yeah, Steve, Steve Howie, he, he kind of has like a like less less bulky john cena a little bit they have, they have like a very similar like hair and like facial structure and stuff but but like but steve howie's like nowhere near as like jacked as like john cena obviously but yeah yeah i, I get it it's weird because like i've seen him in um like shameless he's good in yeah. and then uh he was in the doa movie was he yep he pl- who do you pl- yeah who do you play in the he played Weatherby. I don't think that's a real character. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember him in that at all. Yeah, he's a good actor. I just I just feel like yeah. it's weird to um. I mean, I get it. He's like kind of looks like the average guy. Like he's not Jack. Yeah, it's just he's... yeah, it's just totally totally it's weird because like it's 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 all yeah it's just like it's one tone even when they're on missions it's just like. That I mean, that was like the fun of like the movie was like when Arnold was home, he was like like it's like I'm a goofy dad, and then it's like when he's on a mission, he's just like this like hard edged killer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then that's that's like not the case on the show. It's like it's just always just like I'm a wacky dad. Like what are my kids doing right now as I shoot this guy? Like is my is oh, my daughter is, is who's, it like who's my daughter dating? I'm worried about my daughter dating this guy as he's like puts a guy in a headlock or something. <laughs> like is there actually like death in this? I mean, they, they, it's like very like bloodless. They like they shoot some like terrorist guys. And they it's like, but it's like, it's like it's like just like typical like network TV. Like it's like mm. they never make it. Like, it's a not, hard it's, yeah, it's it's not, it's not even it's not even like on the level of, like the blacklist or something. It's just like it's just like very tame. Like oh no, this guy fell down. <laughs> like he got shot maybe. And it all it also also feels like very kind of like low, like kind of cheap. Low, like it, like the action isn't like there's like the, the like the big action sequence of the first episode is like oh there's like they, they got a helicopter and like Helen's hanging off the helicopter skid. Oh man, it's crazy! Like this helicopter is like thirty feet off the ground. <laughs> I feel like that's that was like their big like. Well, we can't get a Harrier jet, so we'll have a helicopter. So they do they recreate the first movie in the first episode? I mean, it's it's pre, like just just premise wise because it's it's the same premise but totally different plot, totally different. Like it's it's like they go to Paris in in the first episode instead of like wherever they, like instead of like where they go in like the, the movie. It's like a totally different like uh like terrorist plot they have to solve. But the premise of like oh Helen doesn't know that Harry's a, t- a spy and then she finds out is the same. But it's a, it's a it's a totally different kind of like plot for, to get there. 
but the first episode is a, a, a condensed kind of like version of like the movie. It's basically the part of the movie is like the first episode, and then, and then now it's gonna be like an episodic like episode, like mission of the week. It seems like is mm. what the show's gonna be. I get it. But uh, yeah, that's on CBS. It's also on Paramount Plus, so you can watch it either way. And then I also finally saw over on Shutter. I saw Mad God. Which uh, is the Phil Tippett um, stop motion? He's been working on it for like 30 years, and it finally came out last year. <laughs> movie. So Phil Tippett obviously is like like you know visual effects master. He did like the Imperial Walkers and, and Empire Strikes Back. He did like Ed, Ed 209 and RoboCop. He's done Jurassic Park, Starship Troopers, Dragonheart, Willow. He's he's won multiple Oscars. Like he's he's a visual effects legend and this has been like, mad god is like his like passion project for like yeah like the last like three decades and um visually amazing like it's just like it's just constant just like you're seeing new things you've never seen before and it's like it's just like, the main reason to watch is just to like just to see what ha- like what you're gonna see next as far, as far as like a creature or like a, a setting uh there's basically no plot it's it, it, it's pretty much all just like a vibe it's, it's, it's all just vibes and like like kind of just like just appreciating the scenery, like appreciate appreciating the animation and like, but there, yeah, there's is no it all connected or is it just sort of like uh, things just the, happen. So the the premise as it is is that there's like this uh kind of like a character that's credited as like the assassin who look kind of looks like a World War One like a soldier. He has like a gas mask and like a World War One like helmet on and like a trench coat, and he gets he's he's lowered into like this like hellish world. With a, with a suitcase and then he basically is just like he's making his way like for deeper and deeper and deeper into like this world and things just get more and more like disturbing and weird and creepy as he goes on but it's like you don't really get an idea of like why he's doing it or like who sent him or like what like who, who, who like who the, like these creatures are it's just it's just sort of like this like nightmare world that you're experiencing and it's all basically just like yeah like, this like nightmare vibe you're kind of just like has like uh, like have to go along with I guess I guess it's it's, it's all based on, like Phil Tippett, like his actual like nightmares. Like he like based a lot of this on like actual nightmares he's had. So and that's what it, it feels like. A, it feels like just like a ninety minute nightmare that you're experiencing, or like or like a ninety minute like uh like like a Nine Inch Nails video or something like from back in the day, like back in the nineties, like those Nine Inch Nails video that did like stop motion. Like it feels like that for like ninety minutes. Gotcha. So it's like strobe effecty kind of like you get feel the jitteriness. Not only strobe effecty, it's just, it's just like. It feels like a music video or something, but with like not like with like no music on it. I mean, it has it has like orchestral music, but it's not like it. But it feels like a like this would be like a like heavy metal <laughs> music video or something because it's, it's, there's no like there's no story. It's just like it's all just visuals. But the visuals are incredible. I mean, it's like some of the best stop motion you'll ever see. If you want, if you're a fan of stop motion, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. And it's, it's also it's a crazy mix of like stop motion there's also some like fmb kind of like actual like video in there uh, and there's also like live action people mixed into it and stuff so there's like there's like actual like live actors are interacting with like stop motion stuff and then just some of the some of the like creature designs and set designs in it are like incredible so um if you're looking for a plot uh don't uh don't <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably gonna be disappointed mad guy but if you want to see just like awesome like stop motion animation and you just, you just want to appreciate some like dark twisted crazy visuals uh definitely we're checking out 
on Shudder. And then I also on Shudder, I watched uh, a I was looking for something else to watch. And I, and I stumbled on Pledge Nights, which is a 1990 uh, slasher movie. Which is uh, not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> even, wow. even by yeah. even, even by like B like B movie like slasher movie standard, it's it's like it's not good. <laughs> um, it's basically like it's it's basically like, there's a fraternity where, where there's a bunch of like new pledges like going through like hazing uh, for like a week. It's like hell week or whatever. And they're going through hazing, and then it turns out that like the house that they're in. Uh, back in like the 60s like there was a, another pledge that was going through hazing and then like, he got killed by like whatever prank they were doing on them um they basically they they fill a bathtub full of acid or accidentally and then this guy like ended up in the bathtub and like melted basically what this happened in real life in like well in like the 60s so it, there's a flashback to like the 60s because like it's like the main killer is acid sid who's like comes back to, from like the, the dead to like start killing from a like pool these, of like, acid yeah, and he has like he has he's like acid powers. Like he, if he touches you, like he starts burning your skin off. But yeah, so he he, he comes back in like the like whatever 1990s or whatever, or, or like probably more like the 80s because it probably takes place slightly before this movie came out. But like he's back from the dead, looking for revenge. Like he's like killing all these like frat guys one by one. But the weird thing about the movie is that like the first like. It's, it's it's only like 80 minutes long. Like the first like hour is like just like a weird like 80s like like college like it's like Animal House but like bad Animal House. There's no horror elements at all to it. It's just like it's just like we're gonna watch these guys get hazed and like wacky college pranks and stuff. And it's like is this a I thought this was a horror movie. Like is it is it like a is it like a a comedy that has horror elements to it? Like well, it's an 80s movie, so I get why. They're trying to blend genres. Well, it, well, it came out in 1990, so it's like it's oh, it's, no. it's, it's, it's like post 80s. It's like well, the way you described, it, I was like, oh, I guess it's the 80s. Well, I, I'm I'm assuming it takes place in the 80s because like it, it wouldn't like it wouldn't probably have, like it probably wasn't set in like the actual year it came out. I would assume, but maybe it. But it, yeah, it's like for, yeah, two thirds of this movie are just like a like Animal House kind of like college like you know like sex comedy like. 80s comedy like knockoff and it's it's all it's it's kind of terrible and then the last 20 minutes is like oh this guy is this like acid sin zombie guy is like around running around and killing people now for some reason and, it, it, and they don't really do a great job like setting up like oh there's a killer and they don't really do a great job setting up like the horror stuff it just starts, it just starts happening randomly for no reason basically it's just like oh he's back and he's like killing people now And uh, I think I think the only th- only kind of like like interesting thing about it is like uh, Anthrax, the heavy metal band, does like all the music for it. And then like their um, their lead singer uh, Joey Belladonna is like the, the, the when they do the flashback to like Sid in like the '60s, like he plays young Sid. Mm. So he's the one that like ends up in like a like uh, the acid I bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it's just like it. Yeah, it's just kind of like a like. It's not it's not really scary and it, it, there's it's like it, there's so much like it's it's lacking so much horror like slasher fun to it because it, it's there's so little of it it's all like, cramped to the end it's just like you, you're mostly watching like a terrible <laughs> a terrible like 80s college movie 
which yeah so it's it's it's, it's a weird mix it, and like none of the characters are interesting it's just like it's, it's definitely like if you're scrolling through shutter it's a pass i would say for me <laughs> although it, it got a blu-ray from vinegar syndrome so i guess maybe maybe it's a cult classic for some people i don't know but like i, I would say there's definitely other much better kind of b b movies on uh shutter to watch besides this one There's one called like Slaughterhouse Rock I watched recently too, where it's like it's on Alcatraz and it's like uh it's like a heavy metal band is like got killed on Alcatraz and then there's like a demon ring around and stuff. <laughs> like that one's that one's way way more interesting than uh, Pledge Night. So there's there's a lot of stuff like that to watch on Shudder. Besides, so But uh, yeah, that's it for me this week. So we wrap things up. Uh, definitely head over to the site. We've got all of our usual features up there. We've got uh, news, reviews, trailers. Uh, we're going to have a commentary up soon, a new commentary for March. Um, it'll probably be something dinosaur-related because because of 65's out, the Adam Driver movie. So we're in a dinosaur kind of mood this month. And you can go, you can go back and uh, listen to our last month's commentary, um, which was Bloodsport. The, uh, the, obviously the, the classic martial arts movie, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, all all, all of our all of our features are up there as well. You can check out. Oh, we we actually have our 17th annual Kickass Awards. So if you're pre-Oscars, post-Oscars, if you're, if you're listening to this, go check out our picks for like best and worst of last year and like our awards. Um, and yeah, and all the trailers we talked about you can check out. Uh, we'll have reviews of. We got reviews of movies. Uh, I'll probably have a review of. Cause I'm, I, I'm planning on going, going to see 65, I think, next week. So I'll probably have a review of that uh, written down next week. And then also I'll talk about the podcast next week. And uh, yeah, all, 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 everything else we put every week is up there. So I don't check all that stuff out. And for Chris, I'm Zach. And we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.